Blog Talk Radio.
Wow, wow, wow. Look where we're at. We are in February. The 25th of February. Wow. That means we are in the last Sunday of calendar year 2024 in the month of February. Wow. But yet the calendar year started in January, but the fiscal year started in October. We've already come such a long way. Well, I'm going to turn the program over to Minister Sylvia so that she can pray for us and with us. And just going to thank God for this second month and the last Sunday in the month of February. So that's two months, but just think October, November, December, January, February. We're in the fifth month of the fiscal year. I'm just so grateful. Minister Sylvia, can you pray for us and with us? Thank you, Father God, for this Sunday. As the woman of God say, the fourth Sunday, the last Sunday of the month of February. God, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you to just put in a request of forgiveness, to put in a request of deliverance, put in a request of just covering our families and ourselves, oh God. God, we just thank you for knowing that you gave us breath for the today, to breathe on today. Father God, we don't take it lightly. We just take it as knowing it's a blessing to come before you, to ask you to forgive us of every sin that we have committed, knowing that you are our Lord and Savior, knowing that you are the one and only God, true God, who can forgive us of every sin, oh God. We just thank you for the opportunity to come before you personally to say, Father God, I'm asking for forgiveness. God, we just thank you for being here in our lives with the opportunity to save and sanctify us cover us in our family, Father God, to cover us that lost loved ones on this weekend, on today, on the past week or whatever time it is that we lost loved ones. God, we just ask you to cover us, God. We know that the spring is about to come as we finish up with the rest of the winter. God, we just ask you to prepare our hearts and our soul for what you have that's coming upon this world that we need to come to you in prayer. God, because we don't understand that prayer is our most powerful weapon. You said if one or two touch and agree, you will be in the midst, God. You will put a a thousand down at one side and 10,000 on the other side. God, we just come before you and turn our hearts back to you, oh God. As we continue to walk in our own decisions of thinking that we have been the one that made it happen. We have been the ones that been making things happen in our lives and our family's lives. So, God, give us the heart and the common sense to realize that only through you and with you all things are possible. Only through you and with you all things can happen. God, turn our hearts and our minds and our souls back to you, O oh Lord. For we have no power over nothing, not even our own self. But, God, that we activate 
our spirit and our mindset back to the kingdom, back to the Father, back to the one and only true living God, that we have to come into activations with ourselves, that we line up with your word. God, teach us. Teach us how to pray for one another. Teach us how to pray for ourselves, that we stand right with you, O God. God, let our minds, hearts, and our lives line up with your word, God. When we don't even know what to say, God, let us get quiet in our minds and our spirit, God. Quiet the noise down that we may hear you, O God. That we may hear you, O God. Let your word come alive in us daily as we read your word, Lord. Let it come alive to us that we may see it. We may see what you're saying to us. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord. God, we just ask you right now to come into our lives every day that we're breathing. Let us acknowledge and accept that you are the one and only God. God, cover the program on the day. Give the people ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a mind to meditate. Let something be said on today, God, that someone needs to hear. And if anything is said that hurts someone's feeling, God, let them bring it to you and not the messenger. God, for we say, your will be done. Let your word go forth. Accomplish that which is sent to do. And God, just let let the seeds fall on earthly earthly ground, God. Not on the rocks, not on the stones, but let it fall on your earthly ground, God, and, and take root. We actually sing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we actually sing. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. If I was to give this discussion that we're going to have on today a message title, it will be called Covered and or Uncovered. A few days ago, um, I wrote on Facebook, Greetings. If you are feeling covered, protected, secure, or uncovered, naked, insecure in your marriage, church, ministry, relationship, on your job, there is a reason. My, 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 my. There is a reason. So my question to every listener, well, I have a few questions I'm going to start with. Is your marriage or was your marriage or your relationship from God or was it from you? And then my next question, as you see on that one, does God rule? in your church and ministry? Or is it all about the person 
who started it, the leadership? Is it motivated by God? Or is it about a motivational speaker and you feeling good and you feeling inspired? But there's no covenant with God. There's no rules or expectations from God to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is virgin born and that he died on a cross. He ministered here on earth before he died on that cross. And he ascended to heaven and he also went to hell and took the keys from the devil. Is your ministry in church based on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Is your marriage and relationship like a three-string cord where it can't be if there's no God in it? And then my last question for you to see, Lord. The job, the work that you do, are you now indebted to an earthly person and you're so loyal and dedicated and faithful to them until you'll do what they say before you do what God said? Or was that job or business that you currently have, was it a gift from God? that you can constantly thank him for and glorify him for. And no matter whether you're on your job or in your home or driving in your car or at some type of event, it's all about God. It's not about how tight your pants are. It's not about how, and that's for men and women when I talk about tight pants. That's a whole other message or your cleavage, or your chest out, your biceps and your triceps. What is it all about? That's right, because I know someone that used their cleavage and sexuality to get a job and then had the nerve to be upset when the people on the job talked about it. That's a whole other message. So question, why are you feeling uncovered? Why are you feeling unprotected? Why are you feeling naked? Why are you worrying instead of praying? Someone wrote on Facebook that it's arrogant to worry like you can change a thing. They didn't say this. But I'm saying it through the unction of the Holy Spirit. You're worrying about situations and circumstances and finances and food and health and and uh, the family and the so-called friends. You're worrying, 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 like that's going to put a hair on your head or add to your stature instead of realizing that God. Is still in control. God is still in control. So what's the purpose behind your worrying? 
What's the purpose for you not trusting God? What's the purpose for you not praying and putting it in the master's hand and laying it at the altar at his feet? When we serve a covenant-making and keeping God, and how many of you know that a covenant is a biblical strong agreement between a person and God? We make contracts with people, and people break them all the time. But God is a covenant-making, promising key God. See, a promise from God is a promise. It's yea and amen. See, a promise from God binds both or all parties together because it identifies who's in this covenant. The word covenant itself means to cut. It implies a sacrifice. It implies that it's sealed. Let me give you a couple of biblical examples of covenants that God made. He made a covenant with Noah in Genesis 6 and 17. He made a covenant with Abraham in Genesis 15 through 17. He made a covenant with David in Second Samuel, the seventh chapter. You know, that new covenant through Jesus Christ, mm, that's a whole another covenant that is, has something to do with everything we're talking about on today. God made a covenant with Moses and the Israelites in Exodus 19 through 24. See, when we talk about the covenant with Christ that we have, it's talked about in Hebrews 8 and 9, we know that it's a covenant of grace. God made with humankind after the fall. That's right, after the fall in the garden. But see, because of our covenant, we should feel protected. We're not exposed. We're no longer in danger or risk of being harmed or lost because we're in covenant with God. We have Safety, so it's unlikely that we will be in danger or injured or even undergo a type of injury or damage that God could not bring us out of. It's a state of well-being to be in covenant with God. Psalm 4 and 8 says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Proverbs 11 and 14 says, Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. See, when you're secure, that means you're free from danger. That means you've got a secure hiding 
place, the hideaway. That means you can depend on that trustworthy foundation. That means that you can be confident in your expectations with no doubt. Job 11 and 18 says, And thou shalt be secure because there is hope. Yea, thou shalt dig about thee, and thou shalt take thy rest in safety. Because, see, when you're covered, you mean that you're guarded against attack. It doesn't mean that the weapon won't form, but it does mean that it won't prosper. See, you can be assured that God will compensate you. He doesn't have to, but he'll bless you right in the face of your enemy. Not only does he prepare a table before you, but see, in order for them to be an enemy sitting at the table, you have to know that they came for you. Many people don't know who their enemies are because they're not paying attention. The enemy is concealed and doesn't want to be revealed. Even Psalms 91 talks about how we can abide in the Lord God Almighty. Talks about how he's our refuge and a fortress. Talks about how the snares of the fowler and the deadly pestilence, they exist, but they can't come nigh you because God is your shield and your buckler, and you can find refuge in his wings, and that you don't have to fear the terror by night. Why? Because of God, your covenant-keeping God. But see, some people are complaining that they feel uncovered. They're complaining that they don't have the assurance socially, or even biblically, that they don't feel that they're covered. Nahum 3 and 5 says, Behold, I am against thee, says Jehovah of hosts. I will uncover thy skirts upon thy face, and I will show the nations thy nakedness and the kingdoms thy shame. The Amplified Version says, Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord. Of host. When the Lord is against you, I will lift up your skirts over your face, and I will let the nations look at your nakedness, O Nineveh, and the kingdoms at your disgrace. In the commentary, it says that it's talking about how the people in Nineveh, the harlots, Um, that appear to be beautiful, and even the gay lovers that were in Nineveh, God was going to expose them in great infamy. He was going to allow the harlots to be inflicted with punishment, even in Ezekiel. Why? Because he was casting their abominable filth before the world so that everybody could see it. It was being made public. There's a reason. 
sometimes for feeling uncovered. And sometimes it's this. And other times it may not be that. It may be that someone is trying to increase their wealth by oppressing you, you know, like slavery or through fraud, like the movie Beehive. It could be that someone is seeking their own prosperity by being wicked and evil towards you. The destruction and the demise that they have towards you. Don't forget, even though Job had lost a lot, when God restored him, my, 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 my. Some people are practicing fornication and all types of transgression and wondering why they feel uncovered. Some people aren't doing it themselves, but they're allowing it to happen in their homes. And so it's like they're doing it because they're allowing this evil to expose them to unguarded behaviors, blatant behaviors, unadorned behaviors, unveiled behaviors. The veil has come down. It's been broken. It's been torn. Mm. If you're not a part of it and you say you and me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. If you're going to serve the Lord, serve the Lord. If you're going to say that you love God, your house should love God. Get into even some of that. Some people, I heard a man of God speak on um, this week, and he repeated something he had said before, but sometimes we forget. He talked about how he had um, told someone that he couldn't marry them because their marriage would have violated the biblical covenant of marriage. So they left his church and they went somewhere else and got married and then came back to his church and was upset because he wasn't recognizing their unbiblical marriage. You might say, how could it be unbiblical? Well, some people have been married several times. Sometimes the man has not signed over the paperwork. They need divorce, but he or she is remarrying over and over again. Some people have temporary arrangements where they just never get married. They just decide to shack up. Some people are marrying someone that's not biblically divorced in the first place. The man of God even talked about how sometimes it's that you need to separate from the person and be reconciled later. But it's not if the man, not the woman, but the man has signed that divorce decree. And I'm not talking about for a divorce because of fornication. I'm not talking about 
someone's uh, wife dying and things of that sort. I'm not talking about things that you did before you got saved. Because, see, some people try to hold you in contempt for things that you did prior to becoming a saint of God, prior to becoming a true believer. I'm not talking about a church goer. But see, many of us want God to bless our mess. Uh-huh. We're trying to do what we want to do, all we want to do. I always say, and you've heard my sister repeat it over and over again, when I was in the Army, I was being all I could be in the Army. Now that I'm on the Lord's side, I want to be all I can be in the Lord's army. So although many of us get upset about it, what do we do, whether it's in a church, or whether it's in a ministry, or whether it's in marriage, or whether it's in a relationship? It has to be biblically sound. Like I said earlier, don't realize that the enemies that they're calling their friends are really sent by the devil to destroy them. How many people know how to say the right thing? And do the right thing in your eyesight, but the motive behind it is demonic. My, my, my. They have a movie out that um, Perry has made, and it's called Mia Culpa. In the movie, it shows you how people do things with evil intentions. But it looks like on the surface that it's for something else. Do you know that there's people that will do things in political parties (laughs) just to be mean and evil? America is getting to a point that whether someone's morally sound or a criminal, they're treating them like they're the same. People that have been swindling and defrauding people, and then they've got into government and they still did it, and we still vote for them? My, 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 my. The church is to be a body of believers that's called out from the world. And we live under the authority of Jesus Christ. So how can you be called out from the world? But you're supporting people, politicians, bosses, family members, so-called friends that are not a part of the real church, the body 
of believers that are called out from the world by God to live under the authority of Jesus Christ. Sir Sylvia prayed, if that's an ouch moment for you, take it to God. Because if I'm voting for you because of your race, but you're not part of the authority of Jesus Christ, you're not who God told me to vote for. And don't act like God won't tell you. Because he said you have not because you ask not. If you ask God for wisdom, he said in his word that he'll give it liberally in the book of James. So if he'll give you the wisdom liberally, why wouldn't he even tell you what to do and what not to do? Many of us are trying to act like we don't hear God. I showed my family a video of my grandchildren on yesterday. I didn't show them um, when the little baby girl told her brother um, to stop crying because he was crying so loud. And the reason I didn't show it is because she didn't really ask nicely, and I'm glad I missed it. But she covered up her ears because of all of the noise. She covered up her ears to block out the noise. And she was looking like, Nana, help me, please. He's too loud. But he was looking like, I'm hungry. Y'all didn't eat already. Y'all need to feed me. He had just woke up, but he woke up and he was determined he wanted to eat. So that was a reason that he was crying because he was hungry. But there was a reason that my grandbaby, the little girl, didn't understand because she was like, he didn't say he was hungry, but he was. And his cry, he was saying he was hungry. So we have to know that in the relationships that we have with people, even babies, they have a way of communicating. And it's up to us to seek God to see what are they trying to say. What are they trying to communicate? Spend time with them so you understand what they're trying to communicate. I told my son, I said, that baby was saying, no food, no love. No food, no quiet. And so once we gave him some food, oh, he was happy, happy. Joy, joy. Your food needs to be the word of God. Your food needs to be the covenant with God. Your food needs to be the principles of the relationship and the fellowship under the union with Christ Jesus. Your food right in the midst of everyday life, why it's lifing, because life gone to life, needs to be that you are responsible to represent Jesus Christ. You are responsible for your authentic behavior with and before mankind that they must see Christ in you. They must see an authentic, consistent behavior 
that says I'm Christ-like. Do you know how confusing it is when you're saying one thing but you're doing another? If that baby was crying and it wasn't because he was wet or because he was hungry or whatever he needed, it would be inconsistent and we wouldn't be able to figure out what was really going on with him. Well, some adults are inconsistent. We don't know what you want. You have influence in society. You have influence in the family. You have influence here. You have influence there in your workplace. But you haven't taken an opportunity to minister 24-7 in a Christ-like manner that says that you know that you're a walking, living epistle read of men. Why? Because you realize that in Second Chronicles, third chapter, it talks about being a minister of the new covenant. There's plenty of false teachers out there giving motivational speeches and inspiring people to do this or do that, but they're not talking about the relationship that you must have with Jesus Christ. Yeah, they got you jumping, they got you shouting because they're talking about a blessing here, a blessing there. And God's going to bless you. But do you want that blessing that's from God or from man? See, you felt good, but you're doing things the world's way instead of God's way. But see, when you realize that you're a walking, living epistle of man, you don't want to gain that man or that woman because they can see the imprints of your body, male or female. You don't want to gain that person through fornication because now the foundation of your marriage is in Christ. It isn't the three-strand cord. Once again, I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about people that are doing stuff outside because, of course, they're uncovered. And the reason that they're uncovered is because they're trying to do it the world's way. And so while they're being revealed in their sin and their disobedience, life is lifing. So whether it's good lifing or it's bad lifing, or whether it's lifing that makes you happy, that makes you sad, it's still lifing. Whether it's lifing that makes you feel blessed or in the middle of a test, it's still lifing. Whether it's lifing that makes you feel like you're walking in victory, it's still lifing. But know this, when you're covered by God, you know that you win. You know that in the final finale, hmm, when Jesus returns, you win. And some of us are going to win on this side of it. Now, see, that's what the enemy don't want you to know, that you can win on this side of it. Not in all of the, the, the streets paved with gold and the worshiping him uh, day and night that we're going to get in heaven because that's going to be a greater blessing. 
to walk in the victory with God. But you can be blessed on this side of heaven. Don't let people fool you and get you to pull your standards down. Because the truth is, they're strange. <laughs> yeah, those 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 um, fragrances that you're smelling—they're strange. It's not of God. It's similar. It may even be familiar. But that fragrance is strange. It's an imitator. It's a fake. But see, when you stay focused on God, and when you fall, you get back up and you repent. When you stay focused on God and in fellowship with God, you know he's going to cover you. And when you fall down, he's going to get you back up because you've repented. He's covering you. Not because you deserve it, but because he's a God of agape love. That means his love is unconditional. That means that when you're accountable to God, he's going to be accountable to you. Many of you have been wondering, why do I feel forsaken? Why do I feel uncovered? Because you are uncovered. Because you decided you wanted to be accountable to your flesh. And now you're reaping that which you have planted. You know that seed that Minister Sylvia prayed about earlier? See, the fruit of the seed of God is ye and amen. It's it's everlasting. It's eternal. Covered and covered and covered. You may say, what's this all about? You know, I had a, a few people that were calling me, asking me to cover them. And I asked God, why were they asking me to cover them? I'm not their leader. They have apostles and pastors, and they have husbands. And God let me know because the husband they have is not theirs. Ooh, my, 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 my. God let me know because the pastor and apostle they're sitting under is not who I sent them to. It's who they decided they want to sit under. You know how many people are carrying the titles of apostle and pastor and evangelist and minister and prophet, but they're living to their own flesh, and you're letting them lay hands on you? Oh, my God, my God. That's a whole other message. But see, when you trust in God, when you get under the teachings of God, when you get under the biblical covenant of God and you decide, God, I'm going to accept what you allow. God, I'm going to stand on your word, not humankind. God, I'm going to stand on your wisdom, not humankind. God, I'm going to stand on your biblical wisdom, not these degrees and all of that that you blessed us with or we may not even have, not these diplomas or certificates, but God on your wisdom. 
God, I'm not going to forget that you said I have not because I haven't asked. Ask. Remember, God will abundantly bless you. He doesn't just bless you, but he does things in abundance be beyond what you can conceive in your heart, beyond what you could think of in your mind, beyond what you could even ask for. When Solomon asked for wisdom, he got beyond. I didn't say he didn't do wrong after that, but see, you got to ask God, God, take me beyond what I'm asking you for. Show me how to keep it, maintain it, and sustain it. Show me how to allow you to perfect those things concerning you, God, and I concern you because your word says I concern you. God, show me how I am your handiwork. Show me how you said the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and destroy, but you have come to give me life and that more abundantly. See, life that's lifing in the abundance of God, it is far greater than lifing in the abundance of humankind. Mama, mama. So as long as you want to stay focused on God and as long as you want to walk under the protection and the covering and the many blessings of God, Don't be afraid to ask. If you see you're turning to the left or the right, God has the greatest navigational system and GPS system you could ever want. It's his word. It's his will. It's his way. It's his Holy Spirit. It's his presence. Because, see, when you're in the presence of God, he's going to do just what he said. So if you called me asking me to pray for you because you felt uncovered, if God told me I could pray for you, I did. But if he told me that you were like the apostle was preaching on this week, that you went out and did things your way, I'm talking about since you've been saved, Like I said, I'm not talking about those that are yet to come to God. Because if you want the benefits of God, no motivational speaker or inspirational speaker can do it for you. But a biblically sound church is where you need to be under and can have the will, the way, the word of God and the presence of his Holy Spirit on the inside of you. So that when you ask God, God, my heart is overwhelmed. I'm coming to you, my rock, Jesus Christ. When you're stronger than I, you're wiser than I, you are God. And I accept what you allow. Accept that you are God. I accept that I am covered, I am protected, I am in your safety, 
because you are in control. You're my God. It's personal. Make it personal. If you're feeling uncovered, go to God and ask him why. Because as a child of God, sometimes it's the enemy playing games with you because you've been covered all the time. And sometimes you're feeling uncovered because you are. Ask God. Depend on God. Trust in God. And accept what God allowed because he's perfecting you. Just because things are happening in your life while life is lifeing, it doesn't mean you're uncovered. Some of the lessons we learn in life, we don't have the capacity to learn them without it being a test. Some lessons we can learn just by watching other people. But some lessons you're going to have to go through so that God can show you that he knew you were a winner all the time. It's not for God because he already knows, but it's for him to show you who you are. Do you know who you are in God? You're covered. Minister Sylvia, I turn the program back over to you. Praise God for the word on today, the word that was revealed to us to let us know. You need to know who you are in God. Ask for wisdom and watch God go beyond. But I say stay focused and stay with God and watch God cover you and keep you beyond, especially if you get about this business. God, we thank you for today's word. Is there anyone on the line that would like to encourage the woman of God on today's? Please, if you do, the lines are open. You can say something now. Okay. It's that we know people are either driving or just sitting back, getting their praise on, worshiping, and accepting the word that God released on the day. I would just like to say to you all, thank you for being faithful and joining us on Sunday morning with Blog Talk, Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron um, Church Services. We just love knowing that you are there to hear what God is saying to the body of Christ and some of you all what God is saying to you personally. We thank you for supporting us. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm so excited to be a part of Smile 3E. We are here every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also here on Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow night will be Evangelist Tony Montgomery and Minister Ron Montgomery. They will be ministering to us about the way that God has designed family to be. 
from the biblical way. We will be back on Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Wisdom Wednesday, where we talk about the wisdom of God. We will also be back on Friday evening at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will be talking about Let's Talk with Smile3ER Shopping Iron, also Facebook Live. When we are ministering the Word of God, we'll tell you what the Word says, and we give you scriptures to see it, read it, receive it, believe it, and restore it for yourself. We're not just saying something that sounds like a good idea, but we give you proof that is God's word. As the woman of God said on today, we give you proof that you can have a relationship with God, not just something you heard, just an encouragement because someone has you stupid and shouting for a blessing, but we give you the word that you can read, that you can see it for yourself, that it's from the promise of God because you are being covered by God. And I thank God for this woman of God because she gives us the true word of God. Amen. So I'm going to turn it back over to the woman of God so she can pray us out and give us a covering under the Lord Jesus Christ. It's back in your hands, Apostle. Amen. You know, our foundational scripture is, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't you know that a covering is an addition? Repent if you haven't repented, and give it all to God. Father God, I ask you that you will bless every listener, that they will have a heart to want to repent, that they will have a heart to want to sustain and maintain their relationship and fellowship with you, God, that they'll want to remain focused in and on you, God that everything they do will be about you, God. For you said that you want us to worship you in spirit and in truth. Help us, God, to worship you in spirit and in truth. Give you glory, and we give you all the praise, and we say thank you, God, for choosing to be our God and for accepting us being yes. your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, Jesus. amen and amen. Amen. Until tomorrow, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Yeah, I was saying I was on the prayer line for the family, but ain't nobody on there, not even your mama who called the prayer meeting for every Sunday at 1045. She, she over it now, I think. Is this alone? I don't know. still alone. I'm the only one on there. Like I said, your mama ain't nobody on there but me. I'll get up and go ask her. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm still on here. Ain't nobody else on here. Okay, I, I forgot. I just came here to do something to eat. Oh, yeah. Okay, Father God, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Thank you for remembering. Thank you for reminding. Thank you for us coming together to stand in the gap for our families. Oh, God, I thank you for the opportunity. God, we just want to say we're so happy to be able to come before you. We're so happy that we have the knowledge of you being our God. God, we're just so happy to be able to be brought up in a family that taught us about love and kindness that you have given us. We just thank you, God, for being able to talk to you about our family. As I was watching on this week, my nephew Juan and his children and my sister and her grandchildren, and I was able to say, look at our fifth generation moving forward. Look at our fifth generation coming forth. God, we just want to say thank you because we know that our grandmother prayed down to the hundredth generation and each generation after that has prayed down to the hundredth generation. Father God, we know that you are a God of mercy. You are a God of grace. You are a God of forgiveness. You are a God of covering. You are a God of possibilities. You are a God of wisdom. You are a God of protection. You are a God of provision. You are the one and only true living God. When we have one God that has all of that, why would someone seek for any of us? God, we just ask you to continually to bless our family. Continually teach us how to teach them how to depend on you. Teach us how to teach them how to desire you. Just how to teach them how to want to be saved by you. God, teach us. There's no other way to walk. There's no other way to live but by your will, O oh God. To live by your way, O oh God. To live with your understanding, O oh God. Because without you, God, any and everything else is just that. Any and everything else. But we desire to be saved and sanctified. A believer of Jesus Christ. A believer of the Holy Ghost. A believer of you, O oh Lord. God, we want to know that we know that when we're 
with you, we can ask for whatever we want. We know that with you, God, if we do things your way, God, we'll receive what you have for us. God, we may even at some time get denied the things we want because you know that's not what we need. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for covering us, delivering us, healing us, bringing us through. We thank you, God. God, we thank you for understanding our moans. We thank you for understanding our tears, oh, Lord, for receiving our tears, oh, God. God, we know that we have many things on the table before you, but, God, we just ask you again as we touch and agree. Cover our children's, children's, children down to the hundredth generation. God, let them love you. God, we pray that, that whatever spirit of confusion that's on them, God, is cease and desist. That put the axe at the root and cut it up and cut it out, oh God. God, we ask you that every male child born of our bloodline generation, Live as the man that you call the man to be in the Bible. You call the man to be in your life and your heavenly life, oh God. Every female that's born, live a life that you call for the Bible, life of a woman. That you call for them to live where they believe in Adam and Eve, not Eve and Yvette not Adam and Steve, but they believe in the covering of Adam and Eve, God, that they raise their children. Whatever spirit of confusion that's going on, God, or me too, I want it too, God. We ask you to cancel it at the root, change the appetite, change the desires. For God, we don't want something like that to keep us from coming to heaven, to sentence us to hell. God, we ask you to put every family together, back together. We ask you to restore. We ask you to rebuild. We ask you, oh God, the things that we don't ask for, God. We're asking for, Lord. Keep us, God. Keep us, oh God. God, I pass the prayer on to anyone that wants to join in or add to it, in Jesus' name. If no one's adding to the prayer, I thank you, God. We end the prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later, Sophie.